You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences. I I just just sent him a Zoom invite through Facebook, so, you know... Hey, you're on the mic. Yeah, you're on Thunder Talk. Uh, okay, what's up? What are you doing right now? They, they can't hear you. Hear you? Oh yeah, he can't uh, hear us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're on Thunder Talk right now. Kavika's asking what you're up to, mate. Um, uh, just leave my parents' house. I'm up to Walmart for some uh, groceries before I head out. Oh, I mean, well, that sounds like. A reasonable Sunday afternoon instead of jumping on Thunder Talk, having some drinks and talking nerd shit. So, are you, you guys recording? Yep, yep, like right now as we speak. <laughs> Real time. You want to jump on? He's just leaving his parents' house. Yeah, he can't. Okay, well, He's hey, busy. hit us up when you're not He's busy. He's busy. Okay. All right, man. Lahayim. Lahayim. Or Shalom? It's fine. All right. <laughs> well, hi, <I'm. laughs> All right. Well, everybody. Well, that's uh, the answer. So, um, we sh- we should uh, talk about stuff. Mad Dog Josh Powers and TK from Pro Wrestling Turbo, upstate South Carolina's premier action combat league, jump into the Ring of Thunder with Sexy Thor to promote Grand Prix. Kavika gets triggered as Wheatley and Beth bring up a few of her favorite subjects, while Mark and Dan drop some more Best Saturdays After Dark. All that and so much more, Lightning Lad, roll the thunder. Thunder Talk. Should we start with an introduction? Oh, I mean, why? <laughs> it's time to shift into Turbo tomorrow night. Well, next on Carolina Morning, you are not going to want to miss. Some amazing matches are going to be right here at the Croc Center. Pro Wrestling Turbo are back in the ring for an event. Welcome Thunderverse, Sexy Thor and Lightning Lad here, and... If you've been listening to Ring of Thunder, especially the past week, I've been wanting to get more into talking about indie wrestling here, not just your usual big three. And here we are right now with a couple guys from a promotion right here in upstate South Carolina. We are with Mad Dog Josh Powers and Ambiguous TK. What's up, guys? Yeah, uh, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm really glad to have Ambiguous TK here with us today. <laughs> definitely, um, definitely gonna put that on Dave's index card. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm picturing a fragrance line. It's like ambiguously TK, and it's like you, like on like rocks with waves splashing up and the hair going everywhere. I think, I think, I think we have money on our hands right just now. Do yoga on a pristine lake and just get some drone footage, and that's the. Uh, it's a fragrance commercial. Sounds like such good shit for me. You get to smell like my apartment. Well, anyway, what's up, guys? Here <laughs> to talk about Pro Wrestling Turbo today. Thanks for having us on. Yes. So this week, this coming Friday, Pro Wrestling Turbo here in Greenville, South Carolina. Why don't you go ahead and give us the dates and such? 
Friday, July 23rd is the second ever Turbo Grand Prix. The winner of the tournament uh, goes on to face our champion in the main event of the biggest event of the year, which is called Overdrive. Overdrive will be August 28th. So this is the uh, what we would call the go-home show to our season finale. The road to Overdrive. We're on the road over now the now that TK has made it sound like he's reading traffic court proceedings, we got two triple <laughs> threat matches, the winner of which of each of them will face each other in the finals. And the winner of that match gets to face Patrick Scott, the pro wrestling turbo champion, the longest reigning pro wrestling turbo champion at what is he like 600 some odd days? Unless, of course, Patrick loses that championship in the semi main event uh, to me. Oh, yeah, that's right. You uh, <laughs> Good luck with that. So in the semi-main event, I will be facing Patrick Scott. The winner of that match will be the defending champion at Overdrive. And we'll be facing the winner of the Grand Prix. It's a what tangled webs have been woven at Pro Wrestling Turbo. It's like the Cell Saga. So Oof. then the contenders in Overdrive are determined by this match. This Friday the 23rd. 23rd, yeah. So we're setting the stage for Overdrive. Yeah, number one contender tournament and a championship match. Yes, that is what is happening. 100% yes, you summed it up right there. Better than I ever could have. <laughs> yeah, uh, so in one match we have... Uh, Good to know someone in here read the press release. <laughs> and it wasn't Josh. <laughs> God, no. Um, I don't read. What are you talking about? I mean, sometimes I'm professional. And uh, in one of the matches, uh, it's going to be myself, Mad Dog Josh Powers versus Ethan Case, who a lot of guys and girls around the upstate will recognize. And a guy that now over a million people recognize from on being on TNT, the same company that has Shaquille O'Neal on it. Uh, Wheeler Yuta is actually going to be in that match facing off. And uh, who's going to who's going to win? Who's going to be one of the guys in the finals that night? Is it going to be me? Gonna be them. Is it gonna be a TV guy? Can he? Is he gonna lose because he's on TV? Who knows? Ooh. I mean, Wheeler Yuta's got the best friends behind him now. So. God, if Oof. if if Orange Cassidy rolled out during my match, I I would lose my mind. I would <laughs> I would poop my pants in the ring. Sixth member of the Kingsgate, Orange Cassidy, Mason's replacement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of. One of their one of their guys, uh, he he broke his leg a couple weeks ago, and so we've been looking for a replacement. So Orange Cassidy, if you are listening, you are more than welcome to come hang out with Wheeler Yuta and his friends at Pro Wrestling Turbo, as well as the place where Tony Khan pays you a lot more money than we can pay you. But <laughs> there's more than there's more than one TK in wrestling. If Orange Cassidy or Trent or Chuck Taylor or Chris Statlander ended up listening to Thunder Talk, I would fucking shit my pants. That's just real. Tag them on Instagram. Even though they're Grammy winners, you still got to treat them like nominees. You got to no-sell that superstardom. Dan, you wouldn't shit your pants in solidarity? Well, now that's something to consider. Well, like, if the three of us are shitting our pants over something, you by, you should. Like, that's the respectful thing to do. I know. You'd shit your pants for the bushwhackers. Yeah, show me some bushwhackers. <laughs> Come on, I know fucking one of y'all. Look at you, mad dog. You never know who's going to show up where these days. Pro wrestling tour takes place in a different dimension where time travels at a much different rate. We're like 700 AD, so like <laughs> anybody could appear and, and not be in violation <laughs> of this 90-day no-compete clause. You never know what will happen. 
Well, we can't we can't talk about Loki because somebody in here doesn't watch the episodes when they come out. He's like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna binge them all later. I was oh, intending to do it last night and I passed out. I've only seen episode one of Loki. Sorry. <laughs> and I have I, I I had just a phenomenal vision of a of a show in which we book, you know all like new wrestlers that have never been seen by the local audience, but we named them after ourselves. Like you're going to wrestle as Josh powers tonight, even though you look nothing like me and we're not going to acknowledge it. You're going to pretend you're me and you're going to be variants. We're going to just have an entire variant show, Um, (laughs) but I can't, I can't elaborate on that further because you're like, Oh, I watched the show. Yeah. What's a, what's a, what is Owen Wilson in it yet? Like, Louise. <laughs> still in, I'm still in the middle of season two of Mandalorian too. Oh, don't I've been me. real busy for the last four months. Super busy. When did we start planning the for come out swinging? Oh, yeah, it was four months ago. Time time means nothing to me now. I have not rested in four months. Time time is not. It's it's just a construct to me now. I I don't know how I experience it anymore. Like. I don't even know how long ago we've started running shows again after the pandemic since the hard times. Dude, time is for humans. It's the hard times, baby. Mm. I mean, it's it's me. It's the just greatest, the fucking the three most... of us. It's just the three of us. Yeah, it's the three of us. The world podcasting heavyweight champion of the fucking world. Kavika Allo. Yeah! Reigning in at uh, over 22,000 subscribers, depending on how yeah, you want to read your numbers. <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, and then we have Beth, the, the black lion of the operation. We were talking about Voltron oh. and where everybody sits on Voltron. In my mind, it's like Beth is the black lion, Kavika is the red lion, Mark is the green lion, and Adam and I are the feet. The like the gold and the white lion is that? Yeah, it? I don't know. I think that's I don't a, know. so. So the black is the main piece, and like I'll it's, form it's... the head. Yeah, that's, I think that's no, the part. black. I think black is the head. Yeah, black is like the head. The che- yeah, black. That's what is it is. Like black the... lion forms the head, and I'll form the head. Black lion yeah. is calling out all the audibles. <laughs> yeah. Where were you when you saw Voltron for the first time? Oh shit. That's that's maybe the third most thoughtful question I've ever been asked in my life. <laughs> I was a uh, small child. How would I remember that? No, I remember it. You're familiar with Nexus hair care products. No, I mean that's very circa eighties, nineties. It was summertime and it smelled like Nexus there the the uh the creamy pink conditioner that had like this kind of carcinogenic chemical flower. I uh, I'm pretty sure all hair products in the 80s had like carcinogens. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aquanet. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Hey, your 80s bangs weren't going anywhere though with that Aquanet. No. I'm just saying. No. No, just yeah. saying. Uh, it came on at like 4:30, and I'd heard about it. It was my older brother who was like, "You have to see this. People re- really die." I'm like, yeah, what about G.I. Joe? He's like, no, G.I. Joe's always in parachutes. Name, name the last Autobot or Decepticon that died. You know, everybody gets like shot out from an airplane or something. Oh, wait a minute. They... No, I, got, I just got, you know what? Take it all back. I got it confused with my memory of Robotech. Uh, 
Oh, no. Shit. Shit. Yeah. Well, it was a good show. Like, it, it was some of the first anime that I had ever seen. First anime an entire generation saw, bro. I think the first anime that I ever saw was, like, based on a Japanese folktale. Yeah. So it was especially creepy. My mother was infatuated with Japanese culture, and it was some show that she had recorded while in Japan. Okay. And it happened to be English, because I think she was in Okinawa at the time or something. Okay. Anyway, it's this folklore of, like, this spider deity, and it, it was so crazy. I, I can't even just really describe it. I would have to go look at my mom's uh, VHSs again. But right. yeah, it was crazy. I don't even know the name of it. And then I would say it was probably Voltron, Robotech, late 80s, early 90s. But did you watch Transor Z? Shit, yeah, I did. Transor Z. Transor Z, yo. Missile fire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I did, you know. Oh my god. Okay. Transor Z. So, you know, these people in mech suits fighting, typical 80s Saturday morning anime type shit. And the female had a robot who looked female, of course. And her missiles were the boobs. And she'd go, Missile yeah. fire. And the little <laughs> titty missile would fire. And yeah. we would just crack up as kids and we'd be like, Titty fire, because of course, <laughs> you know. So we were kids. I had older brothers. Like, of course, that's what we did, right? So I wonder what the explanation awesome. for awesome. the animators and the storytellers were. We're like, why does a robot need boobs? No, it's it's like it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> was why they did it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But it, I mean, but also on the same level, it's like, wait a minute, sexy boobs. You know, and then, yeah. and then, you know, little girls, I can only begin to have, think about their psychological relationship with boobs. So really, I think marketing wise, in terms of getting attention, holy shit, man, give that man an Emmy. Give that man two Emmys, one for each of his tits. Like, pew, pew. what was the name of this show? Transor Z. Missile tits. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. I pulled it up on fandom, like on the fan wiki. <laughs> Yeah. And of course, that's the picture. And underneath it says, warning, this image could corrupt your children. Never not titty missile, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, just... You know what old YouTube really is? You know what classic YouTube is? What's that? I just had this thought. Classic YouTube is is old cable access public television. access fucking a man <laughs> yeah thank you dude that's it that's it yeah youtube is 21st you know? century public access television right totally right. totally my first television job working at group w cable uh which doesn't exist anymore folks uh used to be owned by a company called westinghouse oh i don't think they exist yeah, either they or <laughs> or they're not in the tv business but anyway yeah, right um right i remember there was a funny public access show i don't remember the name of it but this guy would take clips of existing sitcoms so he would take a clip of the brady bunch uh-huh. And it'll be a scene with the the Brady girls in their bedroom. And he would totally change up the dialogue. 
And if I had to work, I worked in a master control where you watch every, all the shows come on and off. And some right. of them I even actually had to put on, you know. Right. Uh, I always look forward to seeing that public access show because it was hilarious. Yeah. And because it was in a local TV market, I don't think anyone at Paramount knew that this guy was taking clips of a copyrighted sitcom and just changing the voices. Right. But it was almost like the Brady Bunch episode you always wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But you didn't get to see, and that's what made it hilarious. Because right. Right. I can't remember the topic matter, but the girls were like kind of letting loose on each other. And it was not a, you know, it's like, you know... It's like if if you know how things can get between heated between your brother or your sister when you're growing up. Absolutely. You call each other names, you curse at each other. Yeah. It it was something like that that was redubbed. They were just talking some mad shit at each other. Right. And because that's that would have been real. Because that would have been real. You take, you know, one day and this lady met this fella, you know, Mm -hmm. who had already had a goddamn house full of kids to begin with. One of the, if, if that was a real life family dynamic, mm-hmm. three step siblings thrown into three, you know, six, six step siblings. Right. By 25 years old, in terms of the youngest kids, one of them would have even been murdered by the other or died of a drug overdose. <laughs> Straight up. Well, what is kind of interesting, um, a fun, interesting fact about the Brady Bunch that I just found out recently was that the father was a widower, but the mm. mother was divorced. Really? And it sort of makes sense, you know, because I think in one of the Brady Bunch movies, the dad does come back, but I can't remember yeah. if he yeah. was killed off or he returned from the dead or I can't remember. I guess that was the joke, but supposedly in, in the original concept of the Brady Bunch, Carol, played by Florence Henderson, mm-hmm. was supposed to be a divorcee. And wow. up until that time... That type of woman was not depicted. That character was not depicted on television. No, no, so, not at all. Uh, so that was sort of a, a big deal. The closest thing they came, they'd come to at that point, from what I understand, would have been Mary Tyler Moore, somebody right. who broke off an engagement to right. go maybe see if this uh, Minneapolis thing works out. Right. Enough. Now we have a divorcee, but they never mention that in the show. Yeah, I don't think they do. But uh, like I said to you earlier, there was there's the documentary now that's airing about. Um, the history of sitcoms. And that was one of the interesting facts that was revealed. And I'm like, wow. I said, I had no idea. I had no idea. Damn. You know, interesting. Here's my thoughts in the writer's room when it comes to that. You know, widow, divorcee. It all has to do with how emotionally large the father's dick is. <laughs> now, follow, follow me on this. Follow me on this. <laughs> Ooh, we're going to get in trouble for this one. <laughs> Difference between widower versus divorcee. As a widower, he he's a good man. He didn't back out of a marriage by choice. He wasn't part of right. a marriage that fell apart. In right. fact, you can infer that his first love died. And that's right. how tragic is that for, yeah. for he and those boys. Um, the mom, Florence Henderson, she got a divorce. She chose she chose to leave that guy because that guy was not the love of her life, right? Right. We don't need to get into any details other than, you know, you don't divorce somebody that you're both madly in love with each other. Obviously, love wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So the choice was made to divorce. Right. Now that she and Mr. Brady are getting together, she is fully available to give all of her heart to what is supposed to be her first love, which is her husband, Mr. Brady. Right. Whereas Mr. Brady... You know, he's 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 more of an aloof 
put aloft patriarch of the home. Right. Of course he loves his wife. He loved his last wife. He might, and, and he'll, <laughs> in another universe, he may very well, well love his next wife. You know? Oh my gosh. You get what I'm saying? But she is there wholeheartedly for him. You get what I'm saying? I got you. I got you. That's kind of the emotionally misogynistic uh, equation I'm sure that they were working with right there. <laughs> Think about it. Too funny. What will you do when your child asks? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What's wrong with you? Or will you handle it the right way? Sit down, baby girl. Let me introduce you to my friend, Mark McRae. Join Dan Clink and I on the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast as we take a unique behind the scenes look at the history and dynamics of animation with plenty of laughs along the way. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast is a proud member of the ESO Network. Welcome to Dr. Geek's Laboratory. Hello everyone, Dr. Geek here with a shout out to all the scientists who worked tirelessly to bring a COVID-19 vaccine into reality. <laughs> Let's face it, creating something of this magnitude is a miracle worthy of Dr. McCoy himself. And now, Dr. Geek needs you to do your part. Remember, each shot is one small step back to normal, one giant leap to putting the pandemic behind us. We can do this. For more information, visit vaccines.gov to find your nearest provider. Thunder Talk exclusive. <laughs> oh, Dan, you're you're gonna love this. What's up? So yesterday, after you know, you know, we called, we talked. See, Thunder Faithful, we actually have a real friendship. We call each other even whenever we're not recording. And uh, we had this whole discussion about Cleopatra 2525. Oh. So we decided to start watching Cleopatra 2525. Right from the very beginning. Yeah, it's free on Tubi, guys. It's free on Tubi. You too can watch Cleopatra 2525 in 2021. Yes, that's true. It is a crazy mixed bag of early 2000s hair and makeup and storytelling it's it's incredible cringy and amazing all at the same time <laughs> yeah so uh we're trying to bring it back uh and the first thing we're trying to do is get a copyright infringement uh complaint brought against us because all press is good press <laughs> By uh, whoever owns the theme to Cleopatra 2525, coming at you now. 500 years into the future, she will enter a world where machines rule the earth. Mankind has been driven underground. And Cleopatra is about to discover there's no place like home. Reclaim the earth Looking ahead 
So what did all of this look like during the pandemic? Uh, how did you all manage through? Prior to the pandemic? Uh, the main thing that was different for us is our chairs were a lot closer together. That's right. that's basically it, it. It's really done a lot for people that like personal space and elbow room. Because you go to a wrestling show, we have crammed those chairs in like touching each other, but right. but not anymore right. because you know we we don't want to you know be the next super spreader event in our area, so we get a little little extra space in there. But yeah, I think that's the main difference between before and after. Before the pandemic, we didn't really have a plan. We just had an idea of what we wanted to do. Um, the pandemic forced us to make like a really convenient reboot, which has produced a lot of really great ideas and the idea to actually plan things out and stay consistent and business seems to be, have a much more positive outlook than it did prior to the pandemic because of that consistency. So what did the OG version of pro wrestling turbo look like? What are we, what are we rebirthing out of? The OG version of Pro Wrestling Turbo was that Pro Wrestling Turbo wanted to be a good wrestling show, uh, a good, a good, a good, a good pro wrestling show. There weren't really plans to have more than one at the beginning. No, like we, we literally like we we ran it as like a joke to start with, just to like prove that we could do it. Right. And then people loved it, and so it's like, oh, like yeah, we should probably we should probably keep on doing this. And now we like own we own a ring. Um, we have the entire setup and everything like we're, we're booking new venues, you know, every, every month or so, um, we've got some big plans coming up for the end of the year going into 2022. Uh, and really it's just been, I don't know. It's like TK said, you know, it's like, we've, we've been focused. We've had a vision, uh, and our vision is that we're not trying to be a good pro wrestling show anymore. We're trying to be a good event like a place where people like like dan who dan i know you know you're not huge into wrestling or whatever but man i promise you come to one of our shows you will never ask a question about it again i mean it's gonna it's gonna be like oh yeah that was the that was that was dope i get it i understand that's what we're going for well it's it i'm fucking there i'm already there this friday the 23rd greenville south carolina where where am i going where where am i waiting for you at where the croc center it's downtown it's the crown jewel of the city <laughs> now i will say tickets are going to be capped at 250 uh for this event uh per salvation army croc center rules it's a covid thing all right so no more than 250 asses no no more than 250 asses are allowed in the in to buy tickets at our oh, show shit okay all right this is how come on which Last show, we had 300 plus asses at Brewery 85, and we had to turn people away because it was just like, we can't, can't fit any more people in here. So uh, get your tickets now, Pro Wrestling Turbo. Check out all our, so- our socials and stuff and all that. So where are y'all from? Where, uh, where are y'all headquartered? Like, from, from like where, where do I lay mine head at night? More like, where do you lay your LLC at night? Oh, uh, our LLC is sitting at TK's parents' house somewhere, probably in Greenville. <laughs> um, hey, Greenville, local, everybody. God damn. <laughs> yeah, we're like, support support local business. It's no, I mean every every event has happened. This is be our twelfth event. All of them have happened in Greenville County. At this point, Fuck yeah. If this is what gets me doxxed, then you know whatever. We are Greenville's number one action combat theater option. Fucking a. We yes. are Greenville's number one choice for bachelorette parties. 
if you are having a bachelorette party and you do not make pro wrestling turbo a part of your bachelorette evening, then your marriage is going to fail. <laughs> my God, your marriage is going to fail. You're going to, in the honestly made of honor, you're, you're a dog shit made of honor. If you miss out on this opportunity, <laughs> like don't ever talk to your friend again. We have had bachelorette parties at our shows. If, if you bring a bachelorette party, pro wrestling turbo, we will give you massive discount. I'll probably even let you in for free and put you on the front row. And you'd be like, ladies, like have a good time. In the front row with the sash. And at the spinning Jenny, when we can sell drinks and stuff, I'll just tell the ladies at the bar, like, hey, that's dope. That'll be fun. And it's more than just beer. They have wine. August 28th, we're at the Spinning Ginny. The Spinning Ginny has wine. So our season ender... PK is the, the lightest the lightweight I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> like He's like, oh, I need wine. He'll have like half a beer and be like, I've got to drive. Can you finish it for me? Oh, man. What a kid. He's a good kid, that PK. <laughs> I'm eating candy, and I don't want to do that into the microphone so much. I, I don't mind having the option. I could always cut it out. <laughs> but I'm going to let you guys... Uh, well, that's very ASMR, you know? Like no. the, uh, the, There was a couple big Twitch streamers just uh, removed from the ASMR um, lineup because they were doing more seductive Oh, sexy, things. naughty talk. They're being sexy too naughty? Yes. Like in a horse head in a bodysuit, humping a bed, possibly a pillow or something. And <laughs> I'm glad I missed that. <laughs> no, no, it was that's a ambitious, big thing. dude. That sounds ambitious. It was ambitious. a big thing. And they, you know, and so that was their ASMR, you know, and, and what they were actually selling was, you know, to all these prepubescent adolescents, just newly teens. The idea of what sex might sound like, it was really weird. And they got banned for it. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's the First Amendment. And I don't want to get into the fact they can still ban them because it's the boss of the free market. Facebook can drop your ass off whenever they want. Twitch can oh, tell yeah. you to fuck Twi off whenever they want, and that's the way it works. But if we do take this from a freedom of speech perspective, because tr Trump's pulling that shit, if we take it from a freedom of speech perspective, it's like, yeah, freedom of speech, but I don't want to fucking protect that. I don't want to stand up and protect that. <laughs> I don't want to put any effort into protecting that. Well, it, it all boils down to it's not really a freedom of speech thing when it's on somebody else's platform. That's what I just said. Freedom, yeah. free, I, I know. Like, so freedom of speech, totally. But watch what you walking, say. It, but if you're, you got a sign and you're walking in front of like your city town courthouse saying, don't do or do this, right? That's complete freedom of speech. But when you get on a platform like Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, or anything like that, that is, it's not, really a street corner yeah right i mean it is a digital platform that somebody is providing that they have control of so then it is not freedom of speech well if you stand in front of whataburger with a sign that says whataburger sucks you have the right to say whataburger sucks but whataburger also has the right to kick you off their property absolutely but but you're not going to jail just for saying whataburger sucks yeah. Yeah, and we're not saying Whataburger sucks, by the way. 
Yeah, no, we're no, we, we, we stand Whataburger. Yeah, we oh, I'm an in and out guy. It's not, it's not like John Oliver and his perpetual fight with Arby's. You know, which, well, no, he's fighting a good fight. We, That's a good fight. Really, I love oh. Arby's. Is great curly fries, man. Oh, we eat Arby's all the times. It doesn't mean I don't. It doesn't mean like I don't do business with both sides, Kavika. I'm a privateer and <laughs> all this shit. But do I have a preference? Yeah, fucking between John Oliver and Arby's over. I do love how John Oliver always picks a fight with huge mega corporations, even like his own, you know, like AT&T, He's like, Time Warner. business daddy. I hope to think that if we ever had a business daddy that, you know, some somebody big bought us up, it, it, that we would still be the same and just like Fuck no. give it to Fuck him. Fuck no. No. Hey, hey, no, should we, would... we start a fight with the ESO network? Here oh, you go. Shit. Here you go, business daddy. Here Here's you your commercial. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lifelong ensign Charles Kelso. I'm Federation Envoy Keith Johnson. I'm Ferengi Counselor Veronica Dashel. And I'm Andorian Mess Hall Cook, R. Allen Seiler. And we're the crew of Earth Station Trek. Join us for episode reviews, discussions of themes and characters, and all the news from across the Trekverse. Our logs cover the full gamut of Star Trek. From the groundbreaking original series to the future of the franchise on Paramount Plus. With lots of stops in between. Join our crew aboard Earth Station Trek for your regular podcast escape into the Trekverse. Go bald or go home! Boom. Love it. Oh, that was, so, that high, was perfect. High five, everybody. Yeah. High five. Good job, Beth. <laughs> Employee of the month right there, everybody. Employee of the month. Fucking And that's why I'm the black lion. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You, you had your head on for that one. That's right. You know what? <laughs> nice. We nice. we love the ESO network. Everyone these days could use a little support. And your friends at the ESO network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon. The cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO Network. I'm taking a break, guys. I'm getting the unions in my ear telling me I gotta. So you guys keep talking, though. Or don't. I'm not going to tell you how to live, but I'm taking a break. <laughs> You're not my real mom. No. I Well, actually, I am, and that's the, not as big a problem no. as you would think, actually. Yeah, that's really weird, Dan. What? You're, you're, you're quite old to be. You're quite young to be. He's old. younger than me. Yeah, he can't be my mom. I'm younger than everybody. Yet, look at look at what I'm fucking working with here, guys. Okay, think about it. He's younger than me, but he's older than you. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he was old fucker. Because I was born at the beginning. Right, right. I'm with Kavika, dude. Look, look at yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I was born at the beginning of '78, and Dan was born at the end of '78. You were a great older than me, Beth. So. Yeah, she would have totally punked on you. <laughs> Hell yeah. God damn it, you scared Dan away. Okay, now that Dan's gone, we can talk some real talk. What kind of real talk? 
I don't know. I'm just saying that because Dan's gone. <laughs> Ask us some questions while Dan's gone. Let's talk about wrestling. What kind of pro wrestling do you like? Uh, it feels like it grows like every damn week because I pretty much watch the main ones. Like it all started out with just Raw, then I moved to SmackDown and NXT like most everybody. And of course, watched AEW since the beginning. And then the first five months of the pandemic when the movie theater closed, when I worked there, and I had almost nothing but time. I even watched AEW Dark. If somebody drops like a stack of like 20 flyers in the in the movie theater bathroom, but how long of a lifespan does it have before it gets thrown away? Um, if it's for a wrestling show, I'll keep it in there as long as I possibly can. Because <laughs> I, I I've, I've dropped a few things in the, like at the in-game premiere, our show is uh. the next day. So I was like, fuck yeah, some flyers here, some flyers here. I have no idea how long they stayed. <laughs> What's the likelihood that somebody at the theater gets pissed off and calls us and complains that we had our flyers in their bathroom? Good question. Because because Simon Malls has never called me either. Most of them really don't give a shit. Now, for all you kids out there, if you're in a band, if you're looking to uh, run your own, I don't know, if you've got a musical you wrote or something and you're looking to market it, Put that shit everywhere. Go and like slide it in between clothes at the mall. Go and put it like in the bathroom stalls. Don't, there's no repercussions. There's never any repercussions. All those posted signs that say no soliciting, those are just like a suggestion. <laughs> if you go to your local Moe's, and I know this is true, you can always find a pro wrestling turbo poster right in there. Oh, yeah. Damn straight you can. <laughs> we went the one on Woodruff Road last week and the one from Brewery 85, which was four weeks ago, was still up. So yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure they're not going to take this one down. So it's pretty easy well, to get to get the new one back up. We got the best posters in the biz. Sexy black vanilla poster. People like to keep them up, make their place look sexy. Yeah, because I go to Moe's, especially that one on Woodruff Road, like three times a week. So I've like seen that poster up there. The one from Spinning Jenny, I think. The last one y'all did, I think, was in May, and May yeah, I was up there for the longest time. It's the Mosul. Was that uh, was that how you found out about us? No, I'd heard of you guys for like the last couple years, and I finally went to my first indie wrestling show in January 2020, which was a big time wrestling at a Spartanburg Memorial okay. Auditorium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Hall and Nash were there. Yeah, I did a I did a big time show back in the day. Um, it was me and Zane Riley versus Alex Averinos and a guy named uh, Cedric Alexander. Oh, uh, we we wrestled in the at, at big time in the auditorium. First time uh, they came there, it was awesome. Cedric Alexander, uh, Sabu and Matt Hardy went through a table that night. Um, Ric Flair was there for five minutes. It was awesome. It was great piece of wrestling history. Back when 205 Live was awesome. Love me some sad. But uh, just got back into watching Ring of Honor a bit. In fact, that's how I first heard of Wheeler Yuta was when he was in the Pure Tournament months ago. And then uh, Ethan Case, I saw him the first time at Dragon Con Wrestling two years ago. I was at that Dragon Con. Good times. Oh. 2019. You want to talk Dragon Con on Thundertop? We can talk some motherfucking Dragon Con. <laughs> I've never been to Dragon Con. <laughs> oh, you need to go. Ooh, I, I really want to. I'm. I think. I'm, I think I'm going to go to the next one, uh, even if I'm not wrestling on it. I've been um, talking to SC Comic Con. You know. If you want wrestle, if you want a Dragon Con style wrestling show on SC Comic Con, give him a jangle. 
I'm just saying we might have an alliance here, sir, because I've been trying to get something on with Dragon Con Wrestling, too. This is what I'm working on. Some sharing nerdy things. Yeah, let's go wrestling. Especially because I have unfinished business, particularly at that Dragon Con, because, like, of course, Xavier Woods goes to Dragon Con Wrestling like, mm. every single year. I saw him there. And then in 2019, him and Michael Mosley were cosplaying as the Iconics. And they were going around there and taking pictures with fans and stuff. And I was in a Roman Reigns cosplay. And I see someone, like, walking out in an original cane mask with dreads. I'm just like, oh, that's cool. And it's like, there's more people in their group walking out. And then I look dead at him. Fucking Xavier Woods walking out of Tin Lizzie's and still in Iconics cosplay. And I was just waiting, like, because if we met eyes, then I'd be like, oh, hey, and introduce myself and all that. But he never looked at me and he just walked away. And I was just like, and I just froze up right there. And I was just like, God damn it. Man, you missed, you missed your shot. Always take the open shot, yo. Always take the Gotta, open shot. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Adam. Uh, 100% or, miss that one. Yeah. Learned that on my on prom night. <laughs> Welcome to the Ring of Thunder, the most electrifying wrestling podcast in the Thunderverse and the ESO network. From the power of the people's host, Sexy Thor, critics say, it doesn't matter what the critics say. You already know you're in for a hammer swinging, burrito eating, mic blazing, hair raising time with this weekly wrestling adventure, WWE, AEW, Impact, and whatever else I can possibly fit. If you hear what the thunder is talking. Hey guys, gals, and non-binary pals. It's Amanda Bones. And I'm Ashley. Of How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling, the podcast on the Count Out Wrestling Podcast Network, a weekly show where we talk about all of our favorite things, babes, blood, and brutality. We also talk about other fun things, like is Kenny Omega finally too tan? And how much blood is too much blood? Because that looks like way too much blood. (laughs) So join us on the adventure of teaching me, Amanda Bones, about wrestling. Uh, Wheatley uh, is asking if we're still recording. Uh, we are, and we would love to have him. Well, shoot his um, ass an invite, and we'll just have him just jump okay. in. Uh, well, I already did shoot him an invite. So. Oh, well, then I'll just tell him to click the invite. Yeah. Hello. Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was Sam Wilson the Falcon's physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comic Books podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium. Hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book. There we go. All right. I'm live. Okay. I have a very important question for you. All right. What do you know about Cleopatra 2525? I remember I actually caught a few a few of those shows back when I was in college, when I was running a syndication. So, but like, do you, do you know, like the primary, like the Cleopatra 2525, you know, who she is and what, you know, what happens at the start of the series? Because... Dan, he, he he's like, hey, you guys gotta watch the show, and so we we decide to right now. Anybody, all of y'all can listen to it on what Tubi, and it's oh, free, yeah. and it's it just what you would think it would be. Because here, uh, babe, what 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 is the premise of the show? So it's the year twenty five twenty five, and 
there are humans living underground trying to survive and they come across Cleopatra who had a things went wrong with her routine breast augmentation surgery and she ended up getting like cryogenically frozen I guess and they discovered her in 2525 and when her surgery was was like what 2001 so she wakes up she's like what the hell and they're like well if you want to survive you better come with us (laughs) yeah and they're like fighting off robot aliens invaders that have taken over the surface of the earth humanity lives underground and I, in my, the back of my mind is the cost to cryogenically freeze a human, you know, for hundreds of years <laughs> vastly outweighs the price of a breast augmentation. And I am very surprised that they decided to like, hey, this is the late. I mean, maybe, you know, she's very pretty. I don't know if she's that pretty. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do remember I watched the, that clip of the pilot when she first wakes up. Yeah, she it, looks down. Eh, not bad. <laughs> she still thinks the breast implant went through. And now Dan is back <laughs> and better than ever. Yeah, I try to remember who was the, the cast in this. It was crazy. Gina Torres. Oh uh, yeah, Gina hell. Torres. Yeah, Gina Torres. And she's young, though. Um, I would say she's in her mid-twenties. They're all wearing very scantily clad outfits uh, from the future. Zero <laughs> percent, like, body armor. Oh, yeah. I think they actually have, like, little pieces of, uh, you know, uh, armor on their shoulders and things like that to protect them from laser beams and, and stuff, but... You know, the the armor is, is the stereotypical, like, would do nothing in a real firefight. It, that's because you're a woman, you know, like, because yeah. fuck us or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, on, I'm on the, yeah, you gotta love, I'm on the IMDb uh, page. I love that the Jennifer Sky played Cleopatra. Her profile picture is her maximum cover shot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a show from the times. Oh, right? yeah. What, 2001, 2000. So everybody's wearing, you know, showing midriffs, wearing low cut uh, shorts, hip huggers and anything showing your waist was very in. But I mean, it's a fun show. It it is hilarious. And, you know, Dan's going to start a petition right now. Uh, And, you know, (laughs) circulated everywhere to try to get. Yeah, <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Cleopatra 2021. <laughs> you know, I, I want to say, because it came out in 2001, it came out at, like at the very end of the syndication age. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Campbell had a television series that ran concurrently, and they were bundled together and sold to uh, syndicated networks. Yeah, Wheatley's got his eye on that formatting prize. Yeah, Compared yeah. to the 90s were like the heyday when you had like, because Baywatch and Hercules and Xena Warrior Princess. Mm-hmm. You forget like Star Trek Next Generation was a syndicated show. It didn't have a, yes. it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Since uh, Wheatley went to IMDb, I went to IMDb, and there's a giant button on IMDb says, buy on DVD for $159. Cleopatra 2525? $159. Oh, there it is. Holy shit. What? It's, what? It's not even Blu-ray. What? Yeah. No, okay, people. Yeah, no, it's please. Not, not for DVD. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, watch it on Tubi or let the internet magically provide. 
I'm not telling you what to do or anything like that, but I've heard that you can find things on the internet <laughs> in certain places and you don't really have to pay for them. So I'm not condoning anything, but $159 for a DVD. Are you fucking insane? This Here's is a nice comparison. The Sopranos Blu-ray complete series set is $84. <laughs> Dude, that's what we're saying, yes. man. Cleopatra 2525. It's, it's the most overlooked the most overlooked gem of that era. Did you ever wonder why there are 24-hour kid networks? In my book, The Best Saturdays of Our Lives, I write about how Saturday morning became a competitive business and the proving ground for what would become the 24-hour kid network. My book covers the Big Bang with the 1960s explosion of high ratings through the early digital age of Saturday morning's last hurrah, the 1990s. You can purchase my book by going to thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com and I will ship you a signed copy. Hashtag Cleopatra 2021. I'm uh, putting it on my list to eventually watch this because I feel like I have to watch this whole series now. Well, move it to the top of the list, pal, because okay. yeah. you're, you're clocking in on this one. And also, don't be cowards. Bring back Xena Warrior Princess, but let Xena be a lesbian. Yeah. Just let it, be, let it happen. Yeah, because you know too. that bitch was a lesbian. Oh, she yeah. and what was her name? Gabrielle or oh, Gabriella? Yeah. They're come on, come on. Just friends, quotation, yeah. quotation. Gal pals. <laughs> hashtag besties. <laughs> Friendship goals, guys. You know the last thing that I saw her in is Spartacus. Oh. And she was like Yes, and she was like the dame the Oh the, Lucy the Wallace? Yeah. Yes, Lucy Lawless was like the, the mistress of the house and she's showing it all. Oh and it, she does, and it's quite provocative, but, you know, they're trying to reflect, uh, you know, the hedonism of the middle, late Roman Empire, and they own a glad, you know, a whole stable of gladiators, so they, they were using their gladiators like you would imagine yep. rich people would, <laughs> so... <laughs> you know, I was just looking up Xena Warrior Princess on IMDb. Oh boy. And guess who was on 14 episodes? Gina Torres. Carl Urban. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, fucking Carl Urban. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Beth no. really wants Xena Warrior Princess back now. Oh. Fuck, are you shitting me? <laughs> he was Julius Caesar on 14 episodes. I remember he those was. episodes. Oh my goodness, that what? was him. Yeah, because they had an affair and everything. Yeah. Fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Not kidding you. Uh, oh, oh my god, way to ruin a whole fucking series. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gina Torres was on Xena as Cleopatra. So it all circles back around to Cleopatra 2525. Oh. Uh, right right now, I, I feel like I'm doing an injustice to the Thunder Faithful. I'm going to post a picture with Lucy Lawless and uh, Carl fucking Urban um, <laughs> from Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, boy. God damn. Fuck that dude. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Kavika and Carl have a love-hate relationship. I, if only he wasn't an asshole, right? <laughs> I, I, I actually enjoy him as an actor. 
But yeah. then your bubble bursts the moment you meet somebody in real life and you find out. Well, no, actually. Never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes, right? Or, or maybe he was just channeling all the fucking assholes. Or he, he maybe he was still in character playing on The Boys. From The Boys. The Butcher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Butcher. He, he, maybe he was still being the fucking Butcher because he was just a complete donkey. You hear that, Carl? <laughs> You're a motherfucking donkey. Now, uh, in this, uh, when they, in his run on Xena, did they ever eat at Applebee's at any point? Oh god! <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's somehow Wheatley. He he just knows the he things. Brought that the heat. I, he he brought the heat. The things that I most detest in life. The things that you get irrationally angry about. Yeah. Is it irrational? Hey, Thunder Faithful, if there is, have you ever had a good experience at Applebee's? Please let me know, because I don't fucking think it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I joined. <laughs> yeah, you were you were right on time, Wheatley. You, yeah. you were right on time. God damn it, I'm going to have to post this to our Thunder... You're making me do this, Thunder Faithful, <laughs> just because I need to share this with you in these moments. How much did that hurt your soul? It's terrifying. Like, <laughs> I need therapy... Mad Dog, what's the dumbest fucking thing you've ever done in the ring? What's the stupidest thing? Uh, those are the real questions. Jeez. Those are the real Louise. questions. Um I so so most of the time I am very, very picky with the things that I that I do. Because you're a goddamn um, I, pro, sure, sure. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big dude. dude. Ain't no reason for me to be. Ain't no reason for me to be getting put through <laughs> right. a table that's on fire or something. <laughs> uh, no, it's, that was a perfectly good table. We could have put catering on it, and you set the shit on fire, you <laughs> asshole. Right, right, right. Um, I was supposed to run in on a match to help Josh out to the back, and I get down to the ring. I'm like, where the fuck is Josh? And they're like, we told you he was in the bathroom throwing up. So I had to go into the bathroom where Josh was and the promoter was trying to follow me in there to check on him. And Josh was like, close the fucking door. So I pushed the promoter out of the bathroom and closed the door. And I'm like, why don't we let him in? And he washes his face off <laughs> and he goes, <sighs> like he had gotten a concussion, had thrown up and then just like <laughs> popped his brain back into place and went out there and cut a promo. He's like, I just got knocked the fuck out. And then I just walked away. I won. I packaged pile drive them. He had no idea it was in the bathroom yakking. It was great. And then, like, the guy he was wrestling was just still, like, laying there in the ring, beaten up. And that was just the most bonkers thing because I'm I'm running around and I'm in my flip-flops. I almost break my ankle because I'm trying to, like, help him up. And he, like, takes a step backwards and I just, like, my flip-flop comes off. And I almost broke my leg on a run-in. Is that the dumbest thing I've done? You would you would remember better than me. No, you did unpro the unprotected chair shots. Oh yeah, no, you can hit me hit my head with a chair all day. I don't care. You gotta hit the hard part of the skull. We're gonna be we're gonna be gone by 2040. So, yeah, I mean, so like what's the point? I'm li no, like, yeah, I'm just living it up. Okay, like what's yeah, what's cares? what's the Live point of having a brain that exists beyond hey, like 2050? Hey like, man, three concussions in myself. I'm right there with you, brother. Three is definitely maybe a multiplier of that, whatever that is. Three is a number. 
So what is the absolute worst advice you can give a young wrestler, a young crew trying to create their own wrestling business, their own wrestling show? Don't, the absolute worst advice. Uh, the worst advice I can give you is to run against us because uh, don't we'll, uh, we'll crush you like a little. I'm demonstrating how to like, crush them like a like a mortar and pestle. Like an oh, grinding my <laughs> herbs in Skyrim to make a potion. <laughs> now that's a shoot. It'll be like that scene in Evangelion, except we get to keep our bodies. I would say if you are listening to this and uh, you have your your stimmy check left over and you're thinking to yourself, what's a fun way that I could use this money? <laughs> oh, I'll run a wrestling show. My my best piece of advice is is, is unironically don't. <laughs> um, the TK, what's what's the what's the what's the thing you like so much? The best way to get a million dollars from promoting wrestling is to start with two million dollars. The age old adage. Um, yeah. So uh, is it, it in? You can go to your local local wrestling promotion. They're they're already sad enough in their personal <laughs> lives that they'll be like, "Oh yeah, please give me five hundred dollars, and I will gladly like make your whatever come to life." I, I thank God I I can make payroll now. <laughs> Appreciate it. You shouldn't run a wrestling show unless you already have the money to pay everybody. Where can everybody find you? How can they give you their money? What time should they show up in line? How much extra are autographs? This is an adult show, but our show is family friendly. So for those adults that are watching who have, you know, nieces and nephews that like their action combat theater with a little bit of uh, your kids are cool. Uh, your kids will be there. If your family likes meta narratives, come to us. Safe for all ages. Take it start at $12. Uh, there's still some front row seats available. Those are $20. July 23rd, Friday. Doors open 630. Bell time is at 730. It's the Salvation Army Croc Center in downtown Greenville, 424 Westfield Street. Uh, Safe for all ages, the Turbo Grand Prix. So we're going to have five killer matches and we're going to set up this epic blow off, uh, you know, a month from now. Uh, but bring your wives, bring your kids, bring your friends. And we can't control what you do in the parking lot before the show. Hey, shift in the turbo to, to that end real quick. Uh, if you're. You know, if you're if you're looking for something to do with your friends on uh, Friday or Saturday night, uh, and you're you know grown up and you all do grown up stuff, you do you know like you know grown up stuff with your friends. On the rocks is right around the corner. So on August 28th, we go back to the Spinning Jenny in Greer, uh, which is you know a beautiful venue just right up the street. Uh, we will be able to sell alcohol at that event. Um, so if you and your friends want a fun night out and you want to come watch a bunch of dudes fight each other and I will 100% be hitting someone with chairs at some point or being hit with a chair myself, uh, because I have, you know, expressed my reckless disregard for my own health and safety, much to the chagrin of my health insurance company. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like seriously, no, literally no one has a bad time. Come on out this Friday, the 23rd search for us online. Pro Wrestling Turbo, and we uh, we also take this seriously, so we bought a domain name, ProWrestlingTurbo.com. Hey. Head there for all information you want so that you can stay in touch with us all season long. ProWrestlingTurbo.com. There it is. Not 99 more seasons, Morty. <laughs> 99 more seasons. You guys heard it here first. 
You heard it here last. Pro Wrestling Turbo. What's the name of the show on Friday? It's the Turbo Grand Prix 2. Turbo Grand Prix 2. Two Grand, two Pre. Friday, July 23rd. I'm going to be there right in the front row. I got my ticket. Dan's going to be there. Yeah, get the front row ticket, Dan. Yep, you're getting the ticket right now. Hey, come sit next to me in Sexy Thor this Friday at 7.30. Cox Center. Bam! Shift in the turbo. <laughs> Shift in the turbo. Here's something that made me think. Uh, the dad was an architect. That was his job. Right. That was his trade. I always thought, and you know, maybe you know something about this, knowing that you know he was a he was a widower and she's a divorcee. Like that was never on the show. But lending to your figuring that out, did you with the dad with the character being an architect? Did he design the home? I don't think that ever came out in any of the episodes. Because that was that was a swag fucking house, though. Mm-hmm. It almost makes you think like that's not that's not your standard model suburbia home right there. That's right, one, that's right. one because you and I were talking earlier about rich people how mm-hmm. when they buy their home their mansion you know even if they're building it from the ground up it's like there's 15 different kitchen designs to choose from right you know there there's there's yes. still a list of uh, very standard styles that homogenize virtually all homes in America yeah yeah like i went down this dark hole and i started looking at all these celebrity million zillion dollar mansions and after a while, I started to see a pattern. Right, right, right. With right. some of these homes, the furniture was obviously different, but sure. a lot of the designs inside were—I don't even want to say that they were cookie cutter because they wasn't. But but they were damn near definitely. Before, but they all—they all came from the yeah. same cookie aisle. Right, exactly. Yeah. If you're if if you're I guess a celebrity living out in L.A. and you're shopping for a home, there's only going to be but so many options. Exactly. And so that was a surprise. Well, yeah, and I think what was surprising about it is that in terms of civilian homes, in terms of middle class homes, that concept goes back to the fifties, and mm-hmm. to know that it's shared by our our the upper crust is is smugly amusing for me. Um, but when you look at the Brady home, that's a cut above, man. That's right. a cut above. And in my head, canon, the dad designed that home. Yeah. And now, now going one further, we talking about what they had. The house had five rooms, the parents, mm-hmm. the boys, right. the girls, the dad's study and Alice's room. Right. Well, if you think about that five bedroom concept before Mr. Brady's wife died, because we don't talk about this. When we think about the world of the Brady bunch prior to this lady met this fella. He designed that home for he and his wife and his three boys. Yeah, it sort of makes sense because five rooms. Think about it. Right, five, five, five rooms. rooms one, right. one for the parents. A, right. a room, one room for each boy, and then right. the study. And then the study. Yes, <sighs> that makes all the sense in the world. The darker side of the Brady Bunch, man. <laughs> or, yeah. or you know, now if the Brady Bunch was being done today. Probably all that information would have been revealed. You know what I mean? Probably. In fact, they would have woven it into the plot. Yeah. They would have added that level of reverence, self-reverence into their own story within the first season. Or shit, that could have been an episode where shit goes sideways in like season four. The mom and the dad are kind of having some some stuff. You know, the mom mm-hmm. is feeling a certain way, looking around the house and mm-hmm. realizing that the very walls she lives in were designed for another woman mm-hmm. who died. And does her yeah. husband love her as much because when you think about it, like being a divorcee, she very well could have met uh, Dad Brady, right? right? On her terms, right. her life. Uh, they may even play that up in the first couple seasons. Like, no, I made a goddamn choice, 
Whereas the dad, it's right. like, wow, if if Mrs. Brady the first hadn't passed, would we be together? Would we be a thing? Mm. Would the right. Brady bunch exist? <laughs> Give us a call, Hollywood. Brady bunch reboot <laughs> happening right here. HBO Max. Let's do this shit. Oh my gosh, yeah. And the, and the thing is, you know, all the spinoff shows, uh, the cartoon, the variety series, Jan and Marsha get married. I watched all of them, all of them, all of them, all of them. Um, the variety show was a little bittersweet because I think, um, the actor that played Jan, I think she didn't show up for right. one of those right. seasons or whatever. And they had this other person playing Jan. I'm just like, that's not her. Oh, you know, okay. they made a, there was a Simpsons episode. <laughs> where years ago, uh, where it was like every after every commercial break, it, it oh, it was a show that was talking about all of the Simpsons spinoff shows. Like, hey, do you remember this right. spinoff show and that spinoff show? And one of them was the Simpsons Variety Hour. And Lisa oh. was not played by Lisa. It was this other woman, <laughs> like in her early 20s. And now I'm thinking she probably was designed after the woman who replaced who Jan on the Variety right. Show. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And I remember, you know, she was doing a singing solo. And I can't remember, like, one of the boys introduced her and said, hey, everybody, here's our sister, Jan. And, they, you know, they cut to a close-up and this person playing Jan is smiling. And I'm just like, all right, is there something else on? <laughs> right. I need to change the channel right now because <laughs> the fantasy just went right out the freaking window right. at that point. You know, right. so, uh, yes, it's kind of funny. And one of the Brady Bunch movies, again, going back, now I'm going off of memory here, but like Carol's ex-husband or like I said, Return from the Dead or whatever shows up. That was a movie. That was like the first or second haha, like Brady movie that they did. Right. right? Right, and he, he he ends up accidentally taking some drugs and hallucinates that the Brady kids are a cartoon. And they actually use the same animated designs from the Brady Bunch cartoon. Um, I think they made a change <laughs> with, um, I can't remember. One of the characters didn't look exactly alike, but Marlon the Minor Bird was in it, you know, who right. was the, you know, one of my favorite characters from that, that animated series. But they made it seem like it was like this, you know, this drugged out wet dream or drugged out <laughs> hallucination. That this character was having. And I just loved it. I just loved it. It's almost, it's almost like they were saying that the cartoon is not canon and it actually exists in another universe. It's a, you know what it's I mean? a, it's a, it's a bad trip is what it is. Right. It's, it's the, pro trip. it's the product of who took the drugs? Mm -hmm. The, like the, the, you know, like the guy that was claiming to be Carol's. The ex-husband took the drugs. The ex-husband took the drugs. Holy shit. So the cart... Okay, so the Brady cartoon is all like a drug-fueled dream from Brady Mom's ex-husband. Right. Oh, that adds a whole new layer. Like, what if we go back to the TV show itself and if we go like WandaVision style with it, like once the camera goes sideways to let you know like there's more happening, the ex-husband is in like every Brady episode, like hiding in the bushes. Right. Or, or, or he's one of the extras in the background at the supermarket. You know, oh my gosh. one of the one of the people walking by cars driving by. He's in every yeah. fucking episode just watching mm. from the outside. And then he goes home and, you know, look at I mean, when did the, when did the, when did the Brady's come out? 71, 70, 60, something. I think 70, 68. 68. I think. Yeah. How much good acid was going around in 68? 
Yeah, that's probably why she left the fucking bum. You know? So that's uh, what happened. Yeah, you know, uh, pills. She wanted and, to be a flower child forever, and yeah, she wasn't having it. Pills and acid and speed. This guy this guy had to go. Mm. When he when he started hitting on the older daughter's, like, friends, when they would come over. Yeah, when, when he'd be fucking drunk at 12 in the afternoon. That's when it was, that, that's, that's when it was time for her to, that's when it was time for her oh to take the girls gosh. and... And go meet a fella. <laughs> too much. That was just too much, Dan. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, the untold story. Exactly. Of what really happened yeah. during Carol Brady's divorce. <laughs> oh, it was messy, man. It was messy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, dude. She kept a revolver in her purse, dude. Nobody knew that. (laughs) Carol Brady kept a fucking gun on her the whole time. Shift into Turbo as Pro Wrestling Turbo returns to the Croc Center in downtown Greenville on Friday, July 23rd. Turbo's elite six wrestlers face off in a tournament to determine the number one contender. Meanwhile, the VIP Patrick Scott defends the Pro Wrestling Turbo Championship against Greenville Spirit Machine TK. Plus, Fluffman, Big Game James, and more. This event is safe for all ages. Bell time is at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are available now. Go to ProWrestlingTurbo.com for more. Shift into Turbo. Alert, alert, special announcement. Hey, I love you guys. I'm tapping out. Tell Wheatley I love him. Oh. Tell him right now. I want to hear you say it. I want to hear you say the words. Wheatley, Dan loves you. <laughs> I don't believe it. Awesome. Uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> I'll, I'll report some shit later about where to find me and junk. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go. Mwah. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan. <laughs> Bye. Subscribe. Um, if if you are not uh, a subscriber to Thunder Talk, I would say, hey, hit the button. Subscribe. Don't listen to us just out of the blue. Let us RSS feed right into your earlobes. Join the Thunder Faithful Facebook group and yes. come tell us how much you love Carl Urban. Yeah, we got two pictures oh, for you to make comments on. <laughs> yeah, join the group. Yeah. Post some post some stuff talk to us yep we we want to interact with you we want you guys to like have some fun with us there tell us your favorite meal at applebee's yes tell us it. <laughs> tell us your favorite carl urban role i i promise you if we meet in person i i may fight you i mean just be prepared uh, we, no, we can laugh won't. about it afterwards but i i might fight you <laughs> The best editors of our lives podcast can be found on um, SoundCloud, Apple, Stitcher, the best editors of our lives website, uh, tbsool.com. Yeah, all those places. All right, Wheatley. Uh, where can everybody find you on the interwebs? Okay. You can find History of Comics podcast on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and Tumblr. And you can listen to the podcast on uh, Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spreaker, Himalaya, any other podcasting platform you can find. Amazing. Awesome. Please find him and find him here. 
You can find me and Dan this Friday, July 23rd at Pro Wrestling Turbo Grand Prix 2 at the K-Rock Center in downtown Greenville. Shift into Turbo. Uh, you can find me at K2Say Rambles on on Twitter. I'm probably on other podcasts too, just creeping uh, as a guest. And then you can find my lovely wife streaming on Twitch and at Noplahoma on Twitter. So... Thank you again, and we love you, and join us again later. Thunder Talk is a production of the Weirdos Workshop, starring Mad Dog Josh Powers and TK from Pro Wrestling Turbo, Beth Allo, Adam Wedston, Kavika Allo, Jonathan Wheatley, Dan Klink, and Mark McRae. If you want to find us on social media, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ThunderTalkPod. Our email address is ThunderTalkPodcast at gmail.com. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. And was hey, it's very my bar was the cost or nothing. Talking. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.